This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Morning, everyone. Morning. Morning, Jim. Morning, Peter. Um, Oh, I've got myself a couple of Dave Berry mugs. Have you? This morning. Did you indeed? Brand new. Brand new. Well, who knows? They might. Be. I don't care if they weren't. Were they enough. gifts from DB? I'm happy, I'm happy to drink after the uh, the Berry Men. I tell Dave you, Dave Berry and his Berry Men. So <laughs> there's a woman as well, but I'm using the word man. Yeah, there's like a Mary woman Mal, as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, Kath will be pleased about that because she's a big DB fan. Oh uh, well, you know, it's on. We have it on every morning. I do as well. Um, and uh, I still haven't completely worked out the quiz. Really? Yeah. <laughs> We're doing this again, are we? Yeah, anyway. No, it's all right. We don't have to. We can't do it again. It's the no repeat guarantee. Oh, we can't. I, we can't have, I don't think we can repeat. We've been on 11 years. I think we have to We have to avoid um, discussing the same concepts. Oh, God, hang on. Let me get a pen. Oh, no. No, I'm, I'm sure we have... Uh, <laughs> uh, texting this morning your favourite thing about 2020. I am. Um, oh, God. Mark Cockwell. Well, I, I think, think it's you... a year that's going to get a lot of stick in the reviews of the year. Wouldn't yeah. it be lovely to have a really positive yeah. one? Well, I mean, West Brom got promotion. That's how I'll remember there this year. There you go. Yeah. Aww, Every cloud. That's so cute. Yeah. Um, Mark Cotterell, Frank. Oh, yeah. I like contributions like this. He simply says, I remember where I was when I heard the ballet link. It's up there with Kennedy. For any uninitiated, <laughs> we did... Um, uh, this show is is a series. I mean, I'm always reaching for the stars. And when you reach for the stars, <laughs> sometimes you fall flat on your face, you know. Yeah. yeah. There are radio shows, and uh, not on this uh, station, no. but who are happy with that, the straight to flat line across. <laughs> yeah. But for me, I'm always trying to soar like a mighty comedy eagle. Yeah. That can yeah. go so wrong. And the ballet link was... A, I don't... I, I'd say I'd, one day I'll listen to it again, but that would be a mistake. I remember I went back and watched um, Man With Two Brains again, believing it to be the greatest comedy film of all time. Mm. And uh, I wasn't partial. No. So, um, no, but you might so be pleasantly surprised by the ballet link. We did oh, a link. It's years yeah. ago now. Yeah. I haven't been pleasantly surprised since, I think, 91. <laughs> oh, dear. So, um, yeah. I'm not saying I haven't been surprised, but pleasantly is a very, very distinct. <laughs> we we did the uh, ballet link and it was awful. It didn't work. It was just that. boring, wasn't it? It was boring. I tell you what, it I was. Think that was your problem with it. I don't think it was that any jokes particularly misfired. No. I just think it, th- there wasn't enough of them. Yeah, I think it people... wasn't very funny, Frank. Mm. We had we had about twenty um, texts <laughs> saying, "I think you're accidentally broadcasting Virgin." <laughs> <laughs> um. But you know, we've—I I wouldn't say we've never looked back. I'd say uh, no. I'm not a comic who doesn't always have one eye on the rearview mirror of my miserable failures. Mm. <laughs> but some of them, as we know, did fall on stony ground. <laughs> Even the great sower um, finds that. So it, it's fine. By the way, while oh. you're on, yeah, yeah, 
Is it still possible to ask Jeeves? That's a good question. Um, I. It feels very 90s. But I would. I'm inclined to ask him. <laughs> I was always. When I first asked Jeeves, I remember being gutted that the answer didn't end with Sir. Mm. <laughs> and, I mean, and, uh, if you're going to be Jeeves, you know, the, yeah, the, you the, the little this. image <laughs> adding with a try. I mean, yeah. go with it. Don't half be Jeeves. And not just sir. I want a very good sir yeah. in there. Something of, yeah, something Certainly, of that sir. nature. I'd got me, uh, me monocle <laughs> on, me plus fours, all ready for his response. <laughs> and it was it was like computer talk. Mm. Yeah. Very disappointing. Anyway, if anyone out there knows if you can still ask Jeeves, do, uh, do let us. <laughs> No, you ask him, but he's quite sullen about the whole Google thing. Bit drinks, drinks a bit more than he ought to. Unshaven. The logo now is him on waste ground with um, a few all, other servants. It's Who would all it be? An hanging off. Parker from Thunderbirds <laughs> and uh, Kato, the Green Hornets, are all sitting around. Alfred as well from Batman. Oh yeah, passing, oh. passing around the uh, the. the uh, I think it. I think if I remember rightly, Jeeves used to drink um, hair lacquer with fortified <laughs> wine. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Do you yeah. want some Ask Jeeves uh, updates? Do I? Because you were asking about Ask Jeeves I earlier, was. wondering what had happened to it. Uh, Stuart Hack, apparently Jeeves was relieved from duty, not sure why. Some say he purposely answered incorrectly, causing all sorts of mayhem. The service is now simply called Ask. Oh. oh. There you go. OK. And, and Tuppence, a regular contributor to the show, has, uh, has said, Ask Jeeves has been replaced with Asking Siri, I'm afraid, Frank. I remember a very long link where you were asking Siri about where one could buy a battered Savaloy sausage. How <laughs> oh, was that? Like, live Siri. Such an awful Excellent thing to ask, Excellent memory. How did he... Um, I can't remember I us can't doing remember Radio what, Gold what, like that. I can't remember what Siri came up with <laughs> for that. But I, I am... I'm Can I apologise to Siri on behalf of everyone in this room? Don't apologise. I find him surly. Surly Siri, I call him. Um... Well, that's so. Ask is is if I want to ask James, it's just that. I suppose because James is associated with the aristocracy, and that's gone out. Of fashion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some... Not very though. I mean, they've done well, haven't they? The aristocracy. I don't, who are they now? <laughs> uh, they One sort of family. Jo- Joey Essex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the new aristocracy, it isn't is, it? That's Meritocracy. Jeeves, I seem to remember. Did he wear spats? Um, I wouldn't have thought he would. I would have well, he shouldn't that. be, but it wouldn't surprise me. That, that the Amer- wouldn't well, Bertie because might have done. Frank, the, the Americans, they don't understand. As I no. may have said to you before, I've been recommended P.G. Woodhouse's books on several occasions. and um, Never got don't on Don't you know? Them. Can't, I've not, I didn't get on with them at all. Right. OK. Sorry to hear that. I'm, I'm fine, sorry, though, because it? people like, you know, but people told me they were hilarious and I'd love them. But they are. Thank you. Good okay. night. Okay, well, it's, it's all opinions. <laughs> now I think we're getting a spat. <laughs> oh, we finally Never. got some spats. <laughs> Thank Not goodness. with my Frank. And uh, 013 has texted, you asked um, 
uh, what, what's the good stuff that people remember about 2020? And, uh, and they said, uh, the best thing for 2020 is the fact that me and my first wife got back together after 12 years, and my son and her son are both nine years and get along very well. William the Brazilian, they add. Will, William, William the Brazilian? I think it's Willian. Oh, okay. The Brazilian. Oh, okay. Mm. Must be cold, this one. <laughs> Uh, well, that, that, I mean, that's a lovely love story. As a yeah. parent, I yeah. can't help thinking, you think, oh, God, if we get the two kids together, it'll ease things up a bit <laughs> on the childcare front. <laughs> you know, they'll keep each other happy. <laughs> I think that's... Uh, no, that's a lovely story. Isn't it? You'd feel less guilty about a home alone. Yeah, it's... Uh, I think that's... Uh, that's it. I, I think I'd, I'd always like to look on the good side in, in people and years, and I think this year's yeah. going to get terrible. I mean, par example, I was uh, doing a bit of last-minute Christmas showing, right. and um, I, um, it was bitter. Oh, it was absolutely bitter. Not what I was buying. <laughs> I actually bought a cask of miles. <laughs> You see, I don't think December the... When was this? 10th, let's say. That doesn't count as last minute to me. I know. Well, it last I'm bit. proud of you for being yeah. ahead of the curve. Can I be honest with you? At my age, <laughs> all shopping is last minute, potentially. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm still holding off on the calendar. <laughs> on the 10th fate. But I was, I was in the street. It was bitter. There was a wind. It was, I was cold. And I thought, I don't know what I'll do. So I put my mask on, which I had in my pocket, for shopping. Much warmer. Uh, Last year, I wouldn't have had a mask in my pocket. It's been a great year. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'm reading um, Wurzel Gommage to my son at the moment. Oh, yeah. It's given me a fabulous chance to uh, do the voice, to the Pertwee voice. I would say reading to children is when I do my most acting. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays. Yeah, especially uh, <laughs> especially because it's sort of voice acting, so you can do stuff that you're not constrained by being typecast in any way, are you? It's, like, it's really... like radio drama, because you got the script there, mm -hmm. and you can, you can soar. Can I give you a note as a friend? Mm -hmm. um, as a child of performers, um, I that was one thing I did struggle with, was the actor putting... A little bit too much heart and soul into the child's story. Uh oh, <laughs> I was very aware of it. Like the tiger who came to tea. Just read the story, man. Oh, really? Because when yeah. I'm reading to my daughter at the moment, I always think that she's thinking, "God, that's so good." At all this. That's what I'm thinking all the way no, through. No, she's thinking, "What an old ham." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was watching uh, Bob Geldof's documentary on WB Yates this week, really? and he, has, he had a lot of actors on reading poetry. Mm. I, I think they should be kept separate. I, yeah. <laughs> I found a lot of the time I was going, all right, all right. <laughs> Never read. <laughs> no need to shout. <laughs> I, don't, I like acting. I respect actors. I don't like too much acting. That's my thing. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, I think uh, you've been nicer there than you could have the first part with the imagine, like acting and like actors, think, respect them. How often, no, how many times a day do you think Brian Blessed's family say no need to shout? <laughs> yeah. Seven? Yeah. Probably not, because I imagine they all have great wads of cotton wool sticking out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you think they often visit garages and just take the earplugs that are for the staff? Is yeah, those staff? big industrial earplug things. <laughs> I wonder... Can't you hear me? <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, God, it's driving me mad this week. When's Pepper Pig recording again? (laughs) (laughs) Get him out the house for a week. (laughs) Ah, good old Brian, bless it. Oh, Brian, Brian, Brian. So I, um, I... We've had a lovely... uh, Sorry, Frank, you were talking about people mentioning their high points... Or being positive about 2020. I wonder by the end, by the time we get to the end of this show, I want people to think, you know what, it's been a great year. Yeah. Well, um, always Good mute, luck with that. always mute the weirdo on Twitter. Um, I pause, but I think it's all all right, okay. isn't it? Um, for me, the part where the air became clearer and cleaner due to nobody going anywhere. That's true. And and bird song, of course. Let us not forget. Yeah. A preponderance. J- Jimmy Jimmy White face masks suit me. Is that what he oh. said? Oh, that's yeah. a good gag. Yeah, very fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, see, there's more pluses. I'd I'd forgotten about the uh, the air and the birds. Well, that's been a long time since the nineties, dear. It has. <laughs> Nigel, oh, yeah. Nigel Turner. Sorry, Frank. Our lockdown rescue greyhound, Lucky. Oh, cool. Same dog name. Oh yeah. Snap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you wonder if he's a rescue dog. Maybe he's misnamed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, OK. Mm. You know, somebody actually said to me they'd got it. This is the first time I heard the term. I'm not making this up for comic purposes. They said, blah, 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 he's a rescue dog. I said, oh, wow, amazing. Uh, and we talked for another 30 seconds with me thinking, picturing a St Bernard with a small <laughs> barrel of rum <laughs> dragging a, a, a mountaineer. A fallen mountaineer <laughs> um, to to to, to civilisation, and of course they meant the dog had been rescued. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. like my confusion with animal hospital. I was all set thinking there'd be animals with scalpels and stuff, <laughs> sellotape to their paws, <laughs> doing open heart surgery on screaming human beings because they hadn't quite got in their animal minds. There was no room for anaesthetic as a concept. Uh. Oh well, twenty twenty one, as I say. Can't follow this baby. (laughs) (laughs) Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Someone's favourite thing this year, Carol uh, Carol Venselaar, announcing Christopher Eccleston is returning to Doctor Who. Uh, Is that correct? Well, he's returning to Big Finish's audio dramas, Doctor Who. He's not returning to the TV show that we know oh, of. Oh, that's cleared that up. <clears throat> well, there's a whole audio world where Colin Baker and um, and Sylvester McCoy and Peter Davidson and Paul McGann are all still ongoing, and Tom Baker, ongoing Doctor Who's. So, uh, wow, we well, yeah, must download that. Well, I tell you, I subscribe. And it is... Uh, I thought you might. It's fabulous. <laughs> it's really good stuff. Um, anyway, we put the tree up. Oh, yeah. And that was difficult. Why? Oh, well, first of all, Kath, my partner, always wants the biggest tree in town. She's obsessed with massive. I would really? have an artificial myself. Seems to me more eco-friendly. Nevertheless. I think, I think the jury's out on that, but yeah. Yes, I think some people say it is better. I think Kath's right, it is better to have the originale. Well, you have to... Chop them down though, to do that. Oh, did you have to well, do, you do that? You do, but I think they're specifically grown for that purpose. Okay, yeah, so but you tell down. that tell that to the Lorax. <laughs> That's my advice. 
But did you, did you have to do some sawing of the bottom to fit no, it into we, a stand? We got a stand oh, and we got oh, the tree. I had tree. a terrible hour and a half trying to oh. carve the bottom of, into almost like a penciled shape with a yes, saw. Yes, oh, exactly. Man. You have to have a point. You, you have to. You, you need a sort of Van Helsing point <laughs> on the end of the over tree. It. I'm still getting over it. It was Aren't exhausting. Me? And I'm, I'm what they call a fitness enthusiast. I know. And I found it exhausting. Well, think about me. Did you get this? You're Harold from my Albert Steptoe. <laughs> Did you get the saw out, Frank? I didn't, but I had to get it into the stand. So I had my sister-in-law holding this tree. Oh. And she's a, 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 a thin, you know, woman. Mm. She's not like a big, um, a big powerhouse. No. So I'm underneath the tree trying to steer this pointed thing into the small gap. Oh. And I was on to... The, the needles were falling down. I could hear... Oh, yeah. She was struggling with the weight of the tree. I thought it could come. I have done um, live television, um, enormous stand-up gigs. I don't think I've ever been more stressed, afraid even, than I was under that mm. tree. It was an alarming... When mm-hmm. I got out, I felt like I'd got a bit of flu on me. Yeah. I, I, I was so shaken up by it. <laughs> then, one thing I realised, you know they come in a sort of sheath now, Christmas <clears throat> trees. They, they come yeah. in the netting, yes. Mm. I've learned, and anyone who's about to put a tree up, here's a little hack for you. Mm. Um, get it up first before you take that netting off. Okay. Oh, yeah. Um, you see how I changed words there to keep it clean? <laughs> yes, yes, I What did. a professional was... broadcaster I've become. Yeah. Yeah, because if you try, which I did, I took it off and then I I put the tree up. You're not working with the tree; you're working amongst it. Yeah. So you don't difficult. disrobe the tree until. No. And number one, no, exactly. Get it up with the um, netting on, and then cut the netting and let it. Otherwise, you're handling this forest thing, pointy, spiky, resentful mm. of having been chopped down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And finally, the mistake, which you could say was an amateur error, is put the star on the top, or whatever you're going to put on the top, put that on the top before you erect the tree. Oh, that's clever. Oh, now, do you know what? That is a good tip. I didn't, I hadn't thought Unless you've got some steps in your home. Well, but you can't, if it's a big tree like this, you can't get the steps close enough. I tell you what I did, I said to Bars, because we had the tree up. Is yours bulgy, is yours big in the midfield? Oh, it's very, it's a wide tree. Mm. It's a bit like, um, like a cedar. It's like that. Anyway, I said to him, have you still got that grabber? Of yours, and he had one of those plastic, you know, it's like a hand opera. So he went and found it, and I managed to put the star on <laughs> with that. And That's it clever. honestly felt like one of my. When it, I realised it was fixed on there, oh. I don't think I've ever felt prouder. I really felt I'd done That's, something. I'd yeah. given up on that star. And yeah. see the happiness in his little face, can't Oh, you? man. Never give up on your star, Frank. No. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute radio. I'm thinking of buying one of those, um, like a massive sort of pencil sharpener for next year for Christmas so that I can sharpen the bottom of the tree when we buy it, if we buy a real one. That's a great idea. It's good, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll manufacture them and sell them. How did you put the top thing? Do you have a star angel? What Um, do you go uh, for? The kids decorated. You go for an angel. The kids decorated the tree um, whilst I was away, so I'm assuming that they used furniture and climbed up and um, 
Oh, okay. Do you want no, to know what no I accidents. have? accidents. A sparkly bow. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay. Do you remember when Harry Kane had these golden boots on the top of the tree? <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, when I put that star there, I imagine this is what God must have felt like when he placed the stars yeah. in the firmament. Did you? I don't yeah. know if he used one of those grabbers. Speaking <laughs> of... Um, oh, we should say congratulations to uh, Absolute Radio's Jason Manford, who hosted the Royal Variety Show this week. Did he? He did. Huh? Oh, I didn't watch it. I think it was to an empty... Because, um, oh. you know, because there's been this thing going round. There's a thing going round at the moment. Yeah. And uh, so I must say I've done the Royal Variety twice and I'd, both times I thought if there was one single thing that would improve the experience, <laughs> it would be to get rid of the audience. <laughs> so I'm glad someone's finally, you know, actioned that. Mm. And I think you'll find they won't bring them back next year. Having, having seen what them? it's like now. <laughs> <laughs> having seen how, how much fun it could be yeah. without them. I, um, I, I don't know if you remember, but I've been looking for a keep it clean, a place to put my pen when I'm writing. Because I keep... I'm sitting, I put the pen and I can't find it anywhere. And I suggested behind the ear, but I, it wasn't really working. You don't, so you don't pucker up and go for the moustache type pen? I, te- temporarily I can do that, but I can't <laughs> keep it. That was a holder. You, do, you go, uh, you favour longhand over the old uh, laptop, do you? I, mainly. I use Isn't laptop. that lovely? I, yeah, see, when I started in this crazy old business... <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, um, I didn't have any of that electric stuff, so I wrote, I wrote all my jokes freehand, so I've stopped, I've stopped with that as a general. Is that it right? feels How right. lovely, Frank. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I, um, I'll tell you what, I, I had a COVID test the other day, mm. and... Um, I was just chosen randomly by the NHS to be part of their thing. And I had to do. I had to put this very long thing up my nose, mm. and it says, "Continue feeding it in until you meet resistance." Oh, oh it dear. said, "I don't mean some brunette in a beret." <laughs> <laughs> um, Talking about the fallen Madonna. Exactly. Exactly. I'll stop that there. I, don't, I mean, it's. Uh, not that. I don't have that kind of... Black uh, full-length leather coat. That's that kind of sinus uh, stuff. But um, anyway, I fed this tube up mm. and I just wasn't meeting any resistance. It kept going. And I thought, if I took a wrong turn in there, in mm. the mini, I'm just going to feel it pierce the lower lower part of mm. my brain. Well, yeah. It was really... And I thought I could easily put a pen up here when, when writing. Oh, don't do that. Oh, I could easily. I'd reckon... I remember seeing Sylvester McCoy when he was called Sylvester McCoy knock a six-inch nail up his nose. Don't try it at home, uh, kids. No. Um, or adults. Was uh, this when he was the doctor, Frank? Before no, he was oh, the doctor, he was in alternative theatre. Was he? <laughs> Ken Campbell type of Was he really? Thing. Yeah. Do you know, do. that makes a lot of Frank sense. Frank Yeah. And... Oh, um, Pretty amazing. He could knock this six. I'm thinking now I could, I could do that. I wonder his uh, hair looked like that. Yeah. Um, I. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got a lot more storage space than I than I thought I had. Good to know. 
These people who use the uh, Class A drugs, I'd just keep a drinking straw up there all the time, pull it down like an attic ladder when required. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This yeah. is uh, Frank Skinner. <laughs> OMG. Goodness me. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio oh. with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 81215. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. A couple of things, Frank Skinner. Uh-huh. Firstly, <laughs> Al, I was at the vets recently mm-hmm. and they've taken to calling out the full name of my dog. They attach the surname and it is a bit strange. They say Raymond Dean. Oh, yes. Oh, I thought you meant, you know, you get those dogs on uh, when you sit there pedigrees and they say, oh, oh yeah, it's Ray. It's Raymond Cavalier. My dog has that. And what's your dog? My dog's real name yeah. is uh, Lacey Witchetty Moonbeam <laughs> Goddess. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Oh. And we changed the lacy to lucky and the rest of it we've kept. You know the thing about your port name involves your first pet. (laughs) Yeah. Be a problem if you took the official. (laughs) But do you get that, Al? Is it just a London, sort of soft London thing? Because when they Um, say, do they say lucky Cochrane? Yes, I think they do, yeah. I find that. Do they really? (laughs) Yeah. And you you get up, Al, when you hear that instinctively. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I haven't done the last couple of vets visits, but yes, they... Lucky Cochrane. They do go for surname, which I think people have mocked, you know. I think it's one of those things Mm. that's funny, isn't it? It is a strange... Well, what did you have when you and David Baddiel shared an animal? That would have been Chairman Meow Baddiel Skinner. He was very... The cat was very much Dave's. (laughs) All right. Chairman Meow Baddiel, he was. Yeah, it would have been... uh, Yeah, I I had no part in it. (laughs) If it had been up to me... Etc. Dot dot dot. Well, I mean, a lot of people say things like, you know, dogs have owners and cats have staff, don't they? And that oh. sort of thing. Oh, you know? yeah. What staff bit... that? Do you mean that? Skin <laughs> the infection. <thing>? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably do. Frank, can oh, I, no, I get you to think about something F. over the next few weeks? Because I'm in- interested to know some homework for you. Okay. If you had a dog, what would you call it? Okay, I'm not putting you on the spot. I'd like you to come back to me with that. That's a good question, though. I I mean, the kind of thing to give you... uh, I have always very impressed by John Wayne's cat. Oh, what's that? In True Grit. Uh, John Wayne played a character called Rooster Coburn, and his cat was called General Sterling Price. (laughs) Yeah. After after a military figure who he'd been under in in the Civil War. And I always thought that. I loved the the military element. The way I like Colonel Sanders. Well, the Colonel would be a good name for a pet of yours, wouldn't it? Yeah. But I'd like. WC Fields. I see you with a cat like that sort of name. But Colonel Harlan Sanders. (laughs) Good name. Good name for a cat. And they love a bit of chicken. They like the chicken bugs. You can't give them the dogs, too. No. Yeah, they, oh, no, they're going through the roof of the mouth. That's right. <laughs> uh, can I... Shall we share this as well, Al? We have had an interesting opposer. Yeah, yeah we've... Uh, 398 has texted. I, I normally would have filtered this out and not read it, but it's interesting in, in terms of... as a concept. Uh, material like this needs something less ephemeral than a radio link... And then quotes, these drug takers, I could keep a straw up my nose and pull it down like some attic ladder, which is a Frank Skinner quote from just, you know, five five minutes ago. ago, Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, someone should tweet it, they add. So 398 is suggesting that Twitter is a, a preferable medium... For your humour. Yeah, I think it's about permanence, isn't it? I used to get this a lot. I used to be... I used to do um, ice sculpting for um, parties. Yeah, yeah. And I used to turn up, like, the the day before and put the vodka shoot (laughs) on a a squatting Great Dane. (laughs) And uh, people would say, oh, it's a bit bit ephemeral the uh, I mean it's it's I mean it's a complimentary text I'm not so thank you for that I but think. um there's something lovely about uh, I mean all these shows exist as well on the uh, absolute archive I mean I would all. just suggest to 398 is philosophy and sort of wisdom better in epithet form on a pub wall or is it better in a book in a library which is best out of those two mediums 8, 12, 15 (laughs) (laughs) Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio There's uh, a gentleman I'd like to discuss Frank this morning do you know who that gentleman is? Uh, That's a tough guessing game isn't it? Give me a clue George Clooney! No, you actually gave, gave me a Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> he surely he should be hosting a game show in Give which he Clooney. says to them, do you need a Clooney? Well, that's and good. then uh, oh. you get less points or something from that. It'll come. We use Clooney in our house as a euphemism for the coffee using those machines. Oh, OK. So if I say to my wife, do you want a Clooney, it means a posher <laughs> coffee than do you want a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> ah, that's good. Yeah. See, he's so versatile. He's so George. Yeah, George. He's been... He's in a been... bit of trouble. No, he hasn't. He hasn't. <laughs> it would be a terrible way to break the news that he'd been in trouble on. Absolutely, he hasn't. He's been getting a lot of media real estate mm. over the last couple of weeks. He must have a film out. Yeah. He has. Fair, fair enough. He's been playing a... He plays a post-apocalyptic survivor in this film called Midnight Sky, I believe it's called. Seems apt, I suppose. Yeah. Mm. He plays an Arctic scientist living on a deserted observatory. What do you think? I don't know what the idea is in films. If you go to the Arctic, you can't take your shaving tackle (laughs) with you. (laughs) You have to grow a beard if you're there. Well, um, he yeah, was, I've not been to the in, Arctic. He was filming on... Uh, you look like you have, mate. <laughs> you look like you've been nowhere else. Yeah. yeah it so it was in Finland they were filming. OK. And he, he did this thing, didn't he, that actors think he's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And that is um, sudden weight change. Oh, yeah. the loss of weight for a role... Or gain. ...is surely Who are the, the most famous? Christian Bale... He lost four stone, I think, or five stone. I think stone. Uh, Bobby De Niro put a bit on to play him. Um, Raging uh, Bull, wasn't Raging it? Raging Bull, yeah. 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 That, that, was, that, for me, is Pastor when I first, beca- I first became aware. Because I think he put it on and lost it. And yeah. I, I don't know that he was known as a great actor until he lost weight and then gained it. And people thought, mm-hmm. yes, truly. He, can't they? If you're a great actor, can you act? thinner than you are. That would be great. That's the test, isn't it? That would be really good. And then, of course, Marlon Brando just ate cake because he liked it. Yeah. 
Yes. He didn't do it for the and role. Then took roles to fit accordingly, <laughs> didn't he? <laughs> That's well, a much better approach. I think yeah. on, on Superman, he complained to the director, having seen some of the rushes, that he looked fat. <laughs> Which is a, that's a, that must have been an awkward conversation. What, what do you respond to that? Frank, do you think Marlon might have been, um, dare I say it? A bit of a get. I think he was, he was tricky. Do you think that the director said, well, the camera gains £10 at least, and that's where that cliche came about? Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe, yeah. It was also that film, he was in the um, high-paid actor chair for oh, a while, definitely. wasn't he? Because it was quite it really a small was, role, is yeah. Jarrell in Superman. I mean, talking of chairs, of course, uh, DDL is—he's oh, in the method chair because he did. Yeah. Well, he once when he was playing Abraham Lincoln, hmm. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Um, he would only talk to people as Abraham Lincoln, wouldn't he? He texted it, Sally he Field and said, that. "Yours a dot." Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you can stay in character as Abraham Lincoln <laughs> and text people. Yeah. How do you do that? <laughs> Has he got, to, got the old... Uh, it's all in the hat, all the working out is in the yeah. stovepipe. Yeah. I, uh, it's a great film, that. And he's, I mean, he's amazing. I'm an hour into it still. Am you? Oh, yeah. no. Am you? Sorry, I went back to <laughs> the West Midlands there for a second. Oh, it was so cute. Am you? Awesome. Oh, I love it. Boston. <laughs> oh. Yes, Abraham Lincoln review there. Get rid of the guy <laughs> with the the nineteen fifties. What's he called, Mark? Mark Kermo. Yeah, get some black country people on there talking about films. <laughs> it's one of them Arctic explorers, you know, with a big beard. Oh, God, cold out there. I thought it. I'd love it. Sorry for all the people who don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's gonna be all right. I won't do it again. Relax. They're so touchy, these people. Have we had any answers to your question about the permanence of philosophy? No. <laughs> That's a slow morning. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We're discussing George Clooney. Give us a Clooney. <laughs> and so this this role that he did, it was, he was uh, Midnight Sky. He was filming in Finland. Mm-hmm. Never been. No, I haven't. No, me been. neither. So we don't know. Frank that and it I exists are... for certain. We don't. No, we don't have uh, what no. I think they call hard data on that. No. First person evidence. You're a history fan, <laughs> aren't you? It's interesting because I believe in God. Yeah. Right? No, so hard there's data more there. people here. So there's more people here. I mean, my, my opinion is more valid than my view that Finland exists because I've got no evidence from the people around me. No. There you go. Mm. Science, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Is that the, uh, <laughs> is that the home of Santa, Finland? No, that's Lapland, isn't it? But isn't that where Fin? Isn't Lapland in Finland? No, Lapland, it's I think. Is it this actual country? I think Lapland is a club on Broad Street in Birmingham, <laughs> yeah. if I remember rightly. <laughs> but uh, we won't go into that. Well, so or he... if we do, we'll certainly be wearing our mask. <laughs> he, anyway, George Clooney has said recently in interviews to promote the film that he lost so much weight mm. during the filming of this, uh, he developed pancreatitis. Yeah. What is that? And he was rushed to hospital. Oh, okay. 
There's problems with your pancreas. Mm. And he was, yeah, he got very sick as a result of the, the dramatic weight loss. And all because he wanted to join those cool actors that yeah. uh, do the dramatic weight loss, which isn't his shtick, is no, it? No, not at all. His shtick is always playing a handsome man with a charming voice. That's He's Ocean's Ele- He's the gangster, yeah, yeah. the cool guy in a nice suit. He's the bridge between us and actors rather than being an actor. He's, sort of, <laughs> oh, okay. he's a bit front of cloth. You think? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Do I think? don't think people go, oh, he's an amazing actor, George Clooney. No. I think, oh, I like George Clooney. <clears throat> yeah. Do you think so? And as Des oh, O'Connor said to me, the late Des O'Connor said to me once, Frank, the thing is, people like you. And he said, You take me, he said, I can't really sing. I'm not a great comic. He said, mm. But people like me. I thought, What's the. What's the comparison that's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Is he a bit underrated in the Hugh Grant, who I think's in my top three actors, Hugh Grant? Very underrated. Mm. Fabulous actor. Yeah, anyway. I think he's great at acting. Oh, I'm, I'm, fabulous I'd, man. I'd be happy to never hear him speak as himself ever again <laughs> for the rest well, of my I, life. I, I won't well, ever word against the man I adore him. But, but I think he's know. great at acting. I have no strong opinion on him. So <laughs> there we are. I feel there we have a, a very factor. strong love. Um, oh, good. But I would say with George... Actually, I liked him in Paddington too. Oh, he's, oh, he's good in, in that. that. He's really good in that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> what's, her, uh, what's her name? Anne Hathaway. Oh, yes. She, when she was in Les Miserables, I do remember she went. she also went on a very extreme diet... Did she? Oh, yeah. They had to look Les Miserables. Oh, yeah. And she, she was I remember reading. She anyway, wasn't she? Well, I remember reading that all she ate was lettuce and oatmeal paste. Ooh. Come on. I'm not a fan of lettuce. <laughs> I think I'd be all right with that. Do you have to have the lettuce? Oatmeal paste. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, I think the idea is that you, you can keep a smear of it on your forearm <laughs> and have a bit whenever, whenever you feel uh, peckish. It, it's, you just hold up a, a sort of Talisa pose <laughs> and just lick a little bit off. It's uh, it's it's a, it's fabulous if you're if you're you know about the town you don't have time to stop and uh, yeah eat. yeah yeah I uh, I I do it with um, lemon curd. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. What about when Jamie Foxx played Ray Charles and he glued his eyes together for 14 hours a day? He did what? He never did. He did, Frank. He, he glued, glued his eyes together. He glued his eyes together for 14 hours a day. Jamie oh. Foxx playing Ray <clears throat> Charles. I mean, I manage about 30 seconds when my conjunctivitis has sealed my eyes shut first thing in the day and then I knock it all off oh, and get on with my day. Disgusting. But... Yeah, I went uh, blind for about an hour and a half during my heavier drinking <laughs> days. <clears throat> but it's not really breakfast radio chat. <laughs> no. Let's face it. I think that, that seems um, wrong to me. Yeah. What, of, of JF? Well... <sighs> I don't quite get. Oh, I don't want to get into all this, but you know what I mean. I think if you're going, if you're going to play Othello, you'd of course have a person of colour. If you you could argue, it should be a blind person playing Ray Charles on the same argument. And Falstaff, yeah, should be a fat bloke. Yeah, (laughs) you shouldn't be able to wear a fat suit to play Falstaff. You don't think so? 
ugly people. <laughs> You've got very strict rules about this. <laughs> cast cast Thanks, ugly so. people as ugly people. Don't put glasses on them and a woolly hat like they did oh, with they Rocky's wife. We could all say she was lovely. Or, uh, or um, Eileen Wernos is the famous example of that. Plain she Jane. the girl from... Uh, who no, was no, the one I'm afraid who was, she's a, she was a killer. Who um, was the girl in oh, the really? fashion industry uh, programme who was played ugly, ugly Betty who uh, without the glasses mm. and the hair pulled back was a perfectly attractive I think we're all overlooking playing Jane from Neighbours who became dramatically well, playing beautiful playing a school in Erinsborough playing yeah. Jane Superbrain exactly oh I forgot about her great great shout out but if we're gonna you. you know Frank I love the way you defend the ugly well I <laughs> well you can see I have got a very firm foot in the uh, in the door of that but um <laughs> You know, I mean, well, I was in a radio play where David Tennant played a Bromley. Why not get him? Plenty of Bromleys about. Yeah, one of them that says, am you? Like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> did I tell you, when I, I, did a, I did a sitcom called Blue Heaven, what I wrote. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I uh, was I was your talk- friend Con in that? Yes, oh, yeah. I, that was where I met him. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I was, talking to, um, I was talking to the director, who was a, a Londoner, and he said to me, um, so we need to have people from London and that. And I said, well, it's set in the West Midlands. It could be like one person. But you know, I never knew anyone. Well, there was one barman who was from Donstable, who we used to call Cockney Jerry, because <laughs> uh, we thought that made you a Cockney. I said, but, man, it's got to be, you know, people from my area. That's how I want it to be. He said, we can't have, we can't have it. People say, yom, yom, all the time. <laughs> Everyone will switch off. <laughs> Oh, that's so rude to say that to your face. I know, I should have said it behind my back. What kind of yeah. a director was it that he mm-hmm. said things directly to my face? Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, Clooney, I mean, what's wrong with the Shatner approach of just get a corset for the combat? That's a good idea. Yeah. Did Shatner go corset? He went corset in the, uh, in the movies. I and love great. Shatner. He went corset in Tupac. It's great. He was went to a fancy dress party as his younger self. Essentially. <laughs> <laughs> always, we can always learn from Shatner. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Uh, we were discussing uh, Emily. We were talking about George Clooney. Exactly. And um, <laughs> his dramatic weight loss. His dramatic weight loss. I have a question. Do you think um do you think actors that do this stuff, either dramatic weight gain or dramatic weight loss, miss their old clothes? Mm. Do you think oh. they have like a nostalgia for them? Because I Oh yeah. I've, I've done it. Uh, a month at the Edinburgh Festival several times and you mm. take a big suitcase but then when you get back home there's a like oh I've got all these here oh yeah that is nice and when, it's fun. when you get back from holiday even mm. and, yeah and there's your, there's your clothes you didn't take <laughs> do you think George Clooney's like oh I've got all my um, George Clooney at 75 kilos clothes at home this is going to be oh, brilliant yeah. I imagine that people that go um, to the Edinburgh Festival when they get back think that about their wives and partners <laughs> as well <laughs> anyway um, can you use a question for you why, why did Adele get criticised for losing weight mm. but actors are um Roundly praised. Roundly, oh. great use of roundly. <laughs> Less roundly than he was praised. Right. I mean, good. this is what he gets the big bucks for. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, 
I, I, think, I think it's because Adele wanted to get thinner, whereas they were doing it um, oh, yeah. because they were being paid to, so that's somehow more credit-worthy. Yeah. I don't share this logic, but I think that is the logic. Okay. I think Al's oh. right. <laughs> and one more question. I, I interviewed um, the... Columbo uh, today. I interviewed... One more question. Just, just one. My, my, my wife's a big fan of yours. By the way, on the subject of pet names, his dog was called Dog, wasn't it? Was he? I, I believe so. Oh, I when think Columbo right. said just one more question, I mean, if I was the murderer, I'd think, oh, well, that's where he nails me. I'm yeah. not going to answer that. <laughs> like, if Columbo said just one more question, I'd say, no, not today, thank you, and shut the door, mm. because that way I know he's got me. If I was the murderer, I think, well, I'm doomed anyway because <laughs> the audience saw me do the murder <laughs> before Colombo even appeared. <laughs> uh, so that's slightly... Whoever had that idea, let's do a whodunit, but let's show a whodunit right at the beginning. I let's mean, make a great, it a why-done-it. It's a brilliant idea. Good shout. <clears throat> a why-done-it is great. A how-done-it. So anyway, I was, I was interviewing the uh, country music legend Kenny Rogers... And um, what? he was telling me, mm-hmm. this is when I had a chat show. Amazing, though. Um, he was the one, I, I spoke about it, he had a, a fast food uh, outlet called uh, oh, Kenny no. Rogers Roosters. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, it was me, my job to tell him <laughs> of, the, of the usage in the United Kingdom. Nevertheless, um, Kenny Rogers said to me that for Christmas... He gave his friends liposuction vouchers. <laughs> um, Why aren't I his friend? And I said, you've really got to be confident to do that. I respect you for that. Now, liposuction, I don't hear talked about anymore. No. Is that is that gone out? Has that thing? been outlawed? Does it, have they found something wrong no, with it? No, it's still, I believe it still goes on. For those of you who don't know, I mean, people literally, I mean, yeah. I, I'm simplifying the process. If you've got like a big belly, mm. um, like I'm maybe half a stone over at the moment, I just stick a pipe in mm. and it draws it out. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was into the lips to make them bigger. No. Oh, I've oh, had a collagen, you're thinking. Oh, oh, is it? Frank I'm... knows his way around the surgery. Yeah, he's, got a, oh. he's got a glossary okay. over at that side of the desk. Here's, 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 here's what it is. Liposuction, Frank's absolutely right. That's sucking the fat out. Mm-hmm. Sorry if anyone's having uh, bacon. <laughs> Their fat sucked out currently. <laughs> yeah, Making um, me hungry, this chap. Usually the, um, the saddlebag area. Oh, mm. right. The, the thigh, the stomach, etc. Mm-hmm. And then uh, collagen, which you talk about, lip enhancement, oh, yeah. that is having injections in. That's very alive That's and well in the yes. young people now. Oh, oh, they love that. But it's mm. not anything... Liposuction... It does still go on, Frank. Yeah, but, but wouldn't it have been easier for George Clooney to just, you know, get to it. just get the, get the uh, tube yeah, in and yeah. say, take two stone off and um, I'll have a cup of tea and a biscuit while it's happening. And then get it back in later. When and then, yeah, and then role. just put it in the fridge. Like a cyclist with Put it in the fridge blood. with the, the GC <laughs> written on it. Yeah. That, could, that could confuse things. That could cause a problem, couldn't it, later down, down the line? And, Don't mix up the samples. And I'll, I'll pick it up for the next movie Brilliant. when I'm playing uh, Pavarotti. <laughs> Um, and can I get cash back? Because I'll need another couple of 
Stones to play him. It could all be done. They haven't thought it through. Why? Sir Lawrence Olivier said to Dustin Hoffman, have you tried acting? That's the way forward. Frank Skinner. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Texas show on 8, 12, 15. How's it been today? If we take deluge as one end and trickle at the other, how's the uh, texting been? Steady flow. Okay. Yeah, I'd say, probably. Steady flow. That's that. Tony my, my, my mother's. Hold on. Follow the show Sorry. on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. My fault, I digressed. No, you know what? I interrupted and no. I apologise. But listen, uh, let's move on to the subject of Tony Cooper, who's got in touch, Frank. Mm-hmm. Surely the most extreme body change by any actor... Mm-hmm. A quick hyphenated piece of content here. We're discussing this morning George Clooney's weight loss. Yes, he's done one of those things that actors do and they want to be taken seriously. Well, I think it's because it's an actor, it's got to be described as dramatic weight loss. Yeah. Ah, very good. See what I've done there? Yeah. Well, he's gone the full DDL. Oh, yeah. He's the king. He's in this chair, isn't he? Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. I don't know, has he ever done the weight loss thing? Yes. He doesn't, doesn't he go and try... he has. He Lost to the Mohicans. To a... And then, I believe, what was the film in the name of the father, was it? I know Did he's... you fell the ball, son? Did you fell the ball? You remember that? <laughs> he was in... <laughs> he spent two days say. in prison. Had Did a, he? No food or water. He's very extra. I, I believe yeah. he gained one foot three inches to play Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tony Cooper says the most extreme... Two of Tony Cooper's close friends get to call him <laughs> TC. <laughs> Providing it's with dignity. OK. Um, the most extreme body change by any actor is Chris Evans in the first Captain America film. Yes, but that... He even gains two foot in height. <laughs> yes, I think... What is that? I think CGI that, that's thing. a CGI. Oh, does he? Because, yeah, Have he, they made him taller? No, he's built like me to start off with. And he's, oh, he's the classic guy who gets sand kicked in his face. And he, oh. he only just about gets into the army for his bravery because he f- keeps failing the fitness test. And then they think this would be a good bloke to uh, do a massive experiment on. Right. Is that what how I didn't know his backstory, oh, uh, CA. Yeah, so then he turns into a super strong um, yeah. and totally ripped Captain America. Brilliant. So it's what you were hoping, in a way, the the narrative arc of Captain America. I know where you're going. What you were hoping when you got the um, Charles Atlas. <laughs> the Charles Atlas course, exactly. That's yeah. what I thought would happen. I mean, I didn't expect it to be as quick as it was for for Cap. No. But um, it didn't happen at all. I find that for very me. touching. I I wonder when was the point in my life when I just thought, oh, I'll stick with this. Yeah. I'll stick with this. You know, the I've got a sort of a Treasure Island. Uh, physique, you know, the sunken <laughs> chest. Oh, and I just sort of thought, oh, it'd be all right now. You, you developed the brilliant mind. I think celebrity made me think, well, I, I don't need to look good yeah. anymore. Yeah. That was one of my uh, things. Yeah. George, anyway. George Clooney has been in the news for other reasons. He, uh, <laughs> he, he said in, uh, in an interview that he's never had an argument with his wife, Amal, Wow. Um, Is that you, Frank? Yeah. <laughs> Very similar to our house. 
And he said, uh, we haven't ever had an argument. You know, everybody's been slammed together because of the coronavirus and a lot of friends' relationships have been tested. Oh, For us, it's been really oh, easy. no. Now, that's the George Clooney we've come to know and love, not the losing three-stone guy. Yeah. The guy who you think, oh, what a sweet man. I, what I would say about that, speaking as a um, recovering alcoholic, I find <laughs> that weirdly, if you say at a party, oh, have you got anything that's non-alcoholic, just an orange juice or something, they immediately think, oh, I've got alcoholic, obviously, right. because you're not yeah. drinking alcohol, which is weird. Uh, By the same thing, if someone says to me, we never argue, I think there is something severely wrong with their relationship. <laughs> Say, I 100% agree. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I am one of the, you know, if there's no pearl, if there's no friction, that's my thing. Yeah. I mean, I've found it traumatic. Someone somewhere <laughs> is, um, you know, I'm just saying, stuff's not coming out. I mean, stuff doesn't no, come out. They're giving in. Yeah, yeah. They're giving in. I mean, if you're married to a lawyer, you might be. <laughs> I can see you being careful. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, even so, come on, George. <laughs> I would just like to say to George Clooney in a mall that I think um, my wife Did and I... Did you say in a mall? Uh, in a mall, <laughs> OK. No, my wife and I don't argue very much. Hmm. So we're closer to that end of the spectrum than the couples that fight all the time. Mm. But even then, I would never say in an interview, uh, we found it really easy about being locked down together. No, yeah. It's almost like it's quite difficult. Like, you know, one of the things that we sometimes have conflict about is things like, Alan, you've left all your shoes in the hall. There's 10 pairs of Adidas. Or that could have gone straight in the dishwasher. But... I'm guessing that they're insulated from those rounds by having a massive home and staff. That's, yeah, I believe. They say money can't buy you happiness, but I think it sort of insulates you against a certain amount of unhappiness. No, I can, I can see that. I believe the, um, I think, I don't know, marriage guidance counsellors or therapists suggest that it's preferable to have at least one row a week. Some oh, okay. sort of spat. When I say row, I don't schedule. Because it shows it's about airing. It's an opportunity to air your issues, so right. you don't become avoidant. Well, we no um, one wants to be avoidant. We tried couple counselling at one of our lowest ebbs, and he said, <laughs> "I um, love the way this shows." He going. said, "You get two minutes. We should do have two minutes each, <laughs> and you should give your point of view about something. And the, the other person cannot interrupt for mm -hmm. two minutes. That's your. And then when the two minutes is up, you know, you're sitting there with a chess clock, right? And when the two minutes is up, then they can respond, so they don't interrupt you and get you a chat. So we tried it. So my method was to say something very controversial <laughs> for about 15 <laughs> seconds and then enjoy the silence. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that didn't last long, I see that. <laughs> but it was great while it did. <laughs> Look, it might be, it might be, you know, I mean... I, I remember a Catholic priest once saying in his homily that it's all right talking about, you know, how arguing is, is a natural thing and that. Mm. But if you keep knocking nails into the same gatepost, eventually it'll disintegrate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it is. And, and, you know, I, I, can, I can see there's a bit of 
that involved. I mean, but, uh, George. maybe George is doing it right. I mean, it seems to be working for them. Although, how she puts up with the pranks, because you know he's a bit like you, Frank, George Clooney. Prankster. Well, people often say that. <laughs> He likes a gittish prank. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm only aware of this since you brought up um, one of his things recently. He gave the million pounds to the friend. Well, this was my favourite one. Is even better. He found a really horrible painting of a naked woman in a skip, mm. and it was so disgusting. He was sort of laughing. Oh, it was, it was so the kitsch. painting in the skip. Yes. Or was it a photo of a naked woman in a skip? No. Because the painting was in the skip. Something dark about that no. composition. He found an aba- a discarded okay. portrait in a skip, and it was so disgusting. He and his friend were laughing, and he said, "Look, we'll have to take that. It's funny." That's Clo- great, because sometimes I see people fishing things out yes. of a skip and I always shout, Skip rat! <laughs> Paul, like, Paul McCartney's a, a skip rat. <laughs> I'm a skip rat, yeah. but I like to of call other people are. it. Yeah, but imagine if you're driving down the road, <laughs> you see a bloke looking in a skip and you think, hold on a minute, is that George <laughs> Clooney? Yeah, you wouldn't think if you were shouting so, skip do you know what rat. He, he takes the painting home and he then decides he's going to give it as a friend's 40th. Oh, that's He's cool. going to present it to them and say he's painted it himself. <laughs> and he spent he spent the whole year working on this. Wow. He presents it in front of everyone at the 40th. It's disgusting and the friend's too embarrassed. And he says, but you know what would really... I, I just the idea of you having this on your wall—it means so. It would mean so much to me if you'd honour it. This man kept it on his wall for six years. Oh, dear. until Clooney fessed up, it wasn't his. Wow. <laughs> what worries me about that isn't that pointing out that because I'm George Clooney, yes. my so-called yeah. friends actually creep around yeah. me and will <laughs> humiliate and take anything in order yeah. to remain my friend. Yeah. But then- just give me the million quid, George, if you want proof of that. <laughs> Now we're getting the dark side of uh, of Clooney. Yeah. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. I'll tell you. Um, I would. Is this harsh? I would say that George Clooney was one of the seven items or less stars. Oh. Do you want to just recap for non-regulars on your seven items? Seven or less? people who've done less while, than seven notable things in there. Career, Good I would say um, Ocean's Eleven. Bro- oh, brother, where art though? Then mm. you aren't you struggling? Gravity. A bit Gravity's oh, it's a good film. That film brought me Coffee, down. Coffee adverts. <laughs> espresso. ER. Yeah. It's an espresso in his body. ER. Of we've gone right back to ER. ER. Fairly quickly, actually. Of course, if I this, mean, if we were on BRMB now, the West Midlands radio, I'd say he must be a very <laughs> giving bloke because he was in ER. <laughs> right. Because you'd say yeah. ER. Yeah. ER. You see, Used I would say... Used to be a say... very saucy joke about the Queen. Oh, yes, I, I remember that joke. Yes, anyway. What I would say, Frank, is also he did sit in the best-looking man mm. chair, yes. now, uh, which I never got. And, you oh, didn't get it. Oh, I, I got what, it. He, oh, I hope you're happy together. But he <laughs> looked to me a bit... He just looked a bit like... I, he just looked a bit like he was outside a North London school waiting for his kid with a leather jacket, worked in the music industry, was a lawyer. But right. I think people like that, don't yeah, they? I it's very so, unchallenging. Yeah, not me. I don't, you know, you, you feel you'd be safe with George Clooney. Well, he yeah. never even argues, for well, goodness sake. Uh, well, I'm finding okay. him a bit of a challenge to continue to like him. I'll be oh, yeah. Yeah. Why is that, Al? 
Well, he also added, after he said that it's been really easy in lockdown to be stuck together, he said uh, George went on to add that the pair, as in him and Amal, mm. the pair's united passion for, for philanthropy and humanitarian causes <laughs> has kept them grounded and made their relationship strong. <laughs> Well, now hold on. I mean, obviously that's, that's that's a good thing, isn't it? Well, if you want to interpret it that way, yeah. I, what I feel uh, sorry for. I mean, I've crossed them off my dinner party list just oh, reading dear. that. I don't know if you guys have. I think it's good that they do a good thing. I know what you. I mean, if I was a career activist, I might feel like a career children's author. Mm. That all these, mm. everyone's an act. I think, well, I, you know, look mm. at Swampy. You must have thought, I've given, <laughs> I've given my life to this. And now you look on Twitter, everyone, comedian and activist, actor and activist. But, you know, Swampy, first through the door. If you're the first through the door. Trailblazer. Yeah. But mm. they're, those people, and there's plenty of them about, they are activists. That's what they do. Yes, yeah. this is true. So they must they must hate the celebs who do a little bit of activism at the weekend. Yeah. Well, it's it's activism with a blow dry, isn't it? Oh, you know? That, sorry, <laughs> just kind of give me a second. I'm so anxious. So anxious about that. So anxious. Whoa. God, that sounded like a Hillary Clinton quote. <laughs> Frightened the death out of me. Oh, man. Oh, you're making the table shake. I know, sorry, but that's, oh, my heart's pounding. I can't even mention a blow dry. No. <laughs> I, um, I think he was raised a Catholic as well. And, and oh, then that must mean you like him. No, he faded. Oh, has he lapsed up to the eyeballs? I read the thing, he said oh. he's not sure. He said he doesn't believe in hell. It's one of the things he said. Oh. I thought, well, you've only been married six years, mate. <laughs> 1974, Can I just say we've got quite a few people texting in with um, work of George Clooney's that they admire. So I okay. think some people don't see him in the seven. Are we items. past seven? Are we? Have we um, passed, has he scored higher than seven? I think some people. Uh, some people do. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 073 says, Hi Frank, the best film GC did was The American, um, which I saw fairly recently and really oh. liked. Oh, I thought okay. that was I very good. Know, I don't know that. And I got a little bit of envy because at some point in it he does a forward fold. He's obviously a yoga guy and I'm I'm currently working on my forward fold. What is a forward fold? Basically oh. like touching your toes, oh, okay. grabbing your feet. Does oh, he? I can't if you're sat down on the floor kind of thing. I yeah. like the idea of him adopting the G- JC moniker, That would be though. good, wouldn't yeah. it? But Imagine could, him could saying, lead to a terrible I'll clerical what, error. Someone makes you a cup of tea. That's like giving them a £1,000. Well, look, i got nothing against the GC, uh, the Clooney uh, person. I think he seems... Uh, nice. Oh, I do. About the that bit about person. the philanthropy and humanitarian causes. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Come on, mate. It's Christmas. That's what I've got against Well, here's something that might... I don't know if you're aware of this, yeah. but I think, correct me if I'm wrong about this, but he went out with... This will win you out for Al. Oh, yeah. He went out with a WWF wrestler. Do you remember that? He didn't. He did. Yeah, um, <laughs> that that which was which one? Hulk Hogan? No, I think it was a it was a bit conventional. It was, oh. a, it was a lady, uh. lady wrestler. <laughs> but um, yeah, she was a proper way. proper. Uh, I can't remember what her name was. I don't really follow the wrestling, but I remember reading about their relationship. Well, they're very. When you go to Lake Como, um, 
Yes, I've been. Have you? Yeah, they're very protective. Uh, there's all police around where he lives. Oh, is And you're not allowed. Apparently, they warn you if you ask, oh, where does George Clooney live? Mm. Uh, it won't end well for you. Can't even ask the question. Oh, OK. Really? They, yeah, they protect him. Oh. If you went out with a wrestler, WWF wrestler, you'd have you'd have, your, you'd have your doubts, wouldn't you, in the in the bedroom department? Yeah, <laughs> you'd never be completely convinced. <laughs> <laughs> She's lovely. Uh, if I lovely had to go woman. out with a wrestler, I'd go out with the Undertaker. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, not that far off these days. I believe I think... IRL in real life, the Undertaker is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Wow. <gasps> bit of uh, I, I'd go out with uh, Mr. TV Jackie Palo. <laughs> 19. Oh, I'll tell you who I did like. There was a yuppie wrestler, Frank, Erwin R. Scheister. Do you remember him? Oh. Yes. There was one. Yeah, yuppie. I haven't heard the term yuppie for quite well, a long what, time. that's why, because he was a 90s wrestler and he was known as the yuppie wrestler because he had a sort of briefcase. Well, I used to go to wrestling <laughs> at... Uh, really enjoying the use of yuppie. I used to go to Thimble Mill Bats in Smethwick to watch wrestling. Me and, too. And there was... <laughs> <laughs> And there was a wrestler called Lord Bertie Topham who would come in with a bowler hat, a silk thing and a monocle. And he'd have a... a like the Pringle Man. He'd have a bottler. Um, it was a precursor of Ask Jeeves. A bottler with a, with a... He'd have his water on a tray. Brilliant. And he was... I've never seen any wrestler get the crowd going. He'd, he'd come in and he'd go, Can I smell working class, people? <laughs> And they would be absolutely <laughs> outraged. Absolutely. And they'd scream at him and he'd say, what are you saying in your common tongue? <laughs> and he was probably from where we were from, but he played that. And people would be Very furious good. with him. Absolutely furious. I like the sound of this man. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that man was Boris Johnson. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Somebody has actually taken the time to send you an email entitled Clooney's Decent Work and then a list. (laughs) I don't... Have I been hard on, George? I think you might have. We have been quite awful. They say, Hail Caesar, Gravity. Surely that's Clooney's Decent Work. That was just a Roman greeting (laughs) Frank. Hail Caesar, I don't know. Gravity, I acknowledge, is a brilliant film. The Descendants, The American, Burn After Reading, Michael Clayton, Good Night and Good Luck, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Three that was Kings, a great film, The Thin Red Good Line, Out okay. of Sight, okay. From okay. Dust Till Dawn, and okay. ER. There you okay. go. Okay. ER. That's more than seven. All right, ER. It's <laughs> my apology. Mm. OK, I've, I've done him wrong. I mean, the truth is I don't really watch... Films very Did much. you ever watch ER? They're a commitment, aren't they? Well, it's They're like if, two hours. If they don't have aliens in them, you're out. Is, oh. Das is nicht für mich. Oh. You so. and I have the opposite. You see, I'm watching a film as soon as I see like aliens. Off. We're off. all different, off. darling. Off. <laughs> oh, We've been talking about sharing a studio so with Derek Jacobi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I watched a fabulous. Um, interview with Derek Jacobin. <laughs> That's one of the things I do on the internet is find interviews with old actors. And I say, love well, Jack- Larry, well, yeah. I was calling to Lord Olivier's office and he said, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a good thing to do with your time on YouTube. That's oh, it's brilliant. I, I could listen to them old actors talking. You know, I watch really boring stuff on YouTube. Like There's a woman who's showing been... you around their lorry. I think a woman. <laughs> so they show you the dirty, cuddly toy on the grill. The, 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 I watched one of them showing you the drawer that he had the kettle in, and I've got a little. I, I do you plug watch it that in. Then? I, I don't know. It just Derek suggested Jack, Derek Jacobi didn't do any of that. No, I'm no. sure. And I watched Twins the New Trend, the two boys who listen to music. Oh, yeah. Phil Collins' oh, boys. Nice. I also watch Bullies Getting Earned quite a lot as well. That can be fun. Bullies What's that Bully special prize, Jim Bowen? It's when bullies bully someone that it turns out is actually like oh. a high school wrestler and then the bully becomes um, upside very... down and thrown on the floor. It's excellent. There's it's a, very... a really good way of spending an afternoon. There's it? a very good one of a guy knocking on a, someone's door. Oh yeah, I've seen that. And, and being... And this, <laughs> of course. And he's got all his mates around to watch him humiliate this, this bloke oh, who lives no. in the house. And this bloke it hits him mm-hmm. really hard. And it, not only does it knock him over but he gets up and runs away. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's very satisfying. But we shouldn't. We shouldn't. We, can I say we don't champion violence? On no. uh, on absolute radio, dear me, no. <laughs> um, but if it's gonna be, you know, that's yeah. the way around. Do you want it? Yeah. Without mm-hmm. uh, I fought the school bully. I remember at uh, junior school and yeah. beat him. It's one of them. It's a really yeah. great moment. Punch the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and then I about I would say fifteen years later, I saw him in a pob. And oh. we, 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 he had grown uh, proportionally to what he was at the time. He was much bigger than me. And I thought, he won't remember. It's been years ago. Mm. And he said, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> and, he, and I'd say the third thing he said to me was, you beat me in a fight, didn't you? And I thought, oh, no, I don't want to go. But... Um, Luckily, he was very foolish, and so I was able to uh, manipulate him with my intellect. Excellent. Yes, yeah. I see. I can see that. But he was a frightening prospect. He, uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have fancied, you know, never come a back. Rematch? No, I wouldn't have fancied you don't a, rematch. Want a rematch. No, I, at the time I was young and angry, you know, with mm. him. But um, that's all. Mm. I haven't been angry for since the eighties. Mm, that so, that's lovely to know. Oh, um, yes. What else? Well, uh, one, I would, one no, zero eight you, has made a suggestion. If I had a dog, I'd call it Ask It. So when people ask me his name, I'd say Ask It, and then they would. <laughs> That's uh, from no. Neil in Birmingham. It strikes me as quite a Birminghamy joke. That yeah. <laughs> and we've also had three one eight vet here. Recalling out pets' names and surname, it's absolutely what we do. It stops people waiting, getting confused, which Ben or Jess we mean. Well, so Jess... But we do get some really brilliant combos, e.g. Prince John's and a particular favourite, a rabbit named Floppy. I won't finish that. But um, that's from Hamish and Mr and Mrs Discs. Yes, yes, that's exactly what it was. Uh, That's from Hannah the Vet in Kent. Okay. Yeah. There's a pub next to where I used to live, big pub, the Queen's Head, and they closed the pub down, which is a major shock to me. Mm-hmm. It's become a 24-hour vet. Can you believe that people want that more than they want a pub? Yes. I'm Nowadays. amazed. The idea is... You, you sound uh, rather devastated. <laughs> but then, you know, if, the, if, the, if your pet was injured, what you'd do, have a couple of drinks, you got the courage <laughs> to deal with it yourself. <laughs> 
Anyway, thank you so much to li- uh, for listening to us this morning. Um, and if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.